Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We begin today's show with a story that will not die because Roger Goodell has not allowed it to die. Yesterday, we had the State of the League address from Roger Goodell. He talked for 45 minutes. I didn't think he shared very much info. I didn't think the questioning was that good. But he finally made some public comments about the Saints and the Rams game and in particular the bad calls that have hung over this Super Bowl so far this year because Roger Goodell hasn't just put this story to bed. I still didn't think he did a particularly good job responding to these questions, but we have the audio for you. We'll let you judge. Here was Roger Goodell yesterday addressing the controversy that came out of the Rams-Saints game. We understand the frustration of the fans. I've talked to Coach Payton, the team, the players, and whenever an officiating is part of any kind of discussion post-game, it's never a good outcome for us. But we also know our officials are human. We also know that they're officiating a game that moves very quickly and have to make snap decisions, and they're not going to get it right every time. We have worked very hard to bring technology in to try to make sure we could do whatever's possible to address those issues, but technology is not going to solve all those issues. The game is not officiated by robots. It's not, it's not going to be, but we have to continue to go down that path. The other complication is that it was a no-call. Our 
coaches and clubs have been very resistant, and there has not been support to date about having a replay official or somebody in New York throw a flag when there's no flag. They have uh, not voted for that in the past. It's something that we're gonna put to the competition committee, but the reality is that's been uh, at least an opposition philosophically for many clubs. So ultimately there's not gonna be any resolution, it doesn't sound like, and maybe there's not gonna be anything that changes at all coming out of this game, which means we've still got this possibility of a major call like this disrupting who gets to play for the Super Bowl. I think that's a bad result. I think when you have a fundamental failure of your game, first of all, we still haven't heard anything about what's being done to this official. Is there any punishment? Is there any suspension? Is there any sort of significant consequence for his error? So far, there hasn't been a suggestion that the answer is yes at all. We don't know. On top of that, all of that was just a lot of nothing from Roger Goodell. So I I said, look, the day after that game, which has now been like 10 or 11 days ago, I came on and I said, look, if I were the commissioner of the NFL, you don't need to pay me $45 million a year. I would have immediately come out that Monday and I would have addressed the failure in that situation. And I would have said, look, we are going to aggressively examine expanding replay. This is not complicated. We have an existing challenge policy that is in place in the NFL. How often do you see, and this drives me crazy, multi-million dollar coaches try to challenge plays that are not challengeable why not allow pretty much everything to be challenged in the game if it can be proven to be a hundred percent wrong which is the standard that exists now but do what you already do which is limit the number of times you can allow a challenge flag to be thrown that way you don't worry about the game getting too bogged down you don't worry about a coach deciding to throw a flag on a four-yard uh, a four-yard pass interference foul in the first quarter because you wouldn't want to waste your challenge in the event you didn't win it. And it would preserve the opportunity to challenge egregious plays like this. I also think you could maintain the same standard that you have now, which is questionable plays that occur in the final two minutes of the first half and of the second half are automatically reviewed. I think the NFL has gotten a lot of instant replay right. I think it's been smart and intelligent about the way that it's applied it and continued to adjust those rules. I don't understand why you wouldn't continue to evolve when your game itself has been challenged by a major error. This seems to me to be of the utmost importance for fans out there who want to believe in the outcome of the games that they watch. And even if you're not a Saints fan, even if you're in Atlanta and you're a Falcons fan and you hate the Saints, even then I think you need to contemplate how you would respond if this happened to your team with them on the precipice of making the playoffs, uh, I'm sorry, making the Super Bowl. In the playoffs, I think you would lose your mind. And so all the lawsuits and everything else, I think that's a bad precedent. I'm not of the opinion that you need to resolve that, that you need to bring the teams back on the field. I think all of that's crazy. And I think the precedent you would be setting is awful. But I do think that when you find a flaw in your game, if you are a proactive commissioner, you need to work to address that flaw and make things better. And I don't believe right now Roger Goodell, in his State of the Union address there that happened yesterday here in Atlanta, did a good job 
setting in place parameters to allow this to ensure that this never happens again. And uh, and and I just think that's a bad look. I want to bring in the crew. I want to get you guys' opinions. Do you agree with me that right now it appears that nothing is going to change about the way that we do instant replay review in the NFL? And that in theory, that would mean the way that this game ended. And I'm going to start with Danny G here in Atlanta. The way this game ended is still potentially going to happen again, which is what I think every NFL fan doesn't want to see happen. Well, I think our only hope is that Sean Payton is on the committee. Uh, so if he gets together with the rest of the committee members and really does a hard push, maybe something can happen sooner than later. But you're exactly right about Goodell. He said nothing yesterday that he could have said 12 days ago. It was really generic. He seemed like he was kind of talking around things. And we wanted specifics. The whole country wanted specifics. And he offered none. He is really not good at fielding questions and responding. And I think partly it's because he doesn't emote in any way. Like, he he seems like a robot when he answers questions. And I thought the NFL, it appeared to me, had really aggressively lined up questions that were easy for him, even though by far the only thing people cared about was the result there. Uh, Let me go out to, to L.A., uh, Coop, what do you think? I mean, is there any kind of uh, solution here? Uh, or do you feel like I did that they're basically just going to leave this major gaping issue in the game that could happen again? might not happen again for five years. might happen next year. might not happen for 15 years. But it will happen again at some point in time, I think. I, I know why you're saying that you don't think anything is going to happen. But I think he kind of used some, some uh, I don't know, weasel terminology there. He said that when they were talking about look replay, uh, replaying judgment calls he said clubs have been there's you know they've been against that to date that was the word that stuck out in my mind to date so i feel like this being so egregious and being such a big story maybe when they relook at it this offseason it's going to be a little different than it was in in years past see here's where i think roger goodell needs to be able to speak on behalf of the fan i know he makes 45 million dollars but to me he is the conduit he should be to the owners for the fans in order to make sure that his game is as good as it can be. I think he should have come out and endorsed the idea of expanding instant replay. Even if they don't agree with him, he could have said, look, I hear the hear the frustration of fans. We blew this. In my opinion, we should adjust our instant replay uh, rules to try to ensure that this never happens again. And then if it doesn't happen, he's at least said... I'm in favor of it, and I'm pushing as hard as I can for something like that to happen. He didn't say that. Uh, Eddie Garcia, are you with me that Goodell, even 11, 12 days later, still doesn't be able, seem to be able to hit the right tone? Absolutely, and uh, I've always said this about Roger Goodell. He is not a leader, and I don't think he ever will be. I just don't yeah. think that's in him, and I think he basically deferred to the competition committee and, and all but said, if they want to change something, then we'll look into it, but uh, he didn't offer any kind of, uh, like I said, leadership in any way, and I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, and that's been my biggest criticism of Roger Goodell during his tenure at the helm of the NFL. It has been that, to me, if you're going to pay a guy $45 million a year, I want you to be proactive in avoiding disasters for my league. Don't just react to bad things that happen and try to, you know, after the dam breaks, try to stop the water from pouring over the wall. Try to think about the structural failures that might exist beforehand to protect the league, to protect the shield, as he likes to say it. And I just don't think he's done it. 
Uh, Dub, what do you think? That, that press conference, anything uh, impress you at all about Goodell's performance? Uh, impressive would not be the word I'm looking at, but in terms of uh, the rule committee and all that, you go back to Dez's you know, catch-no-catch in 2014. That was kind of the poster child of that rule change, but it still took three years and, and you know a handful more of instances for that to actually get changed. So I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if this is similar, where it's going to take – this will be the poster child, but it's going to take a few more instances before they actually change the rule. Yeah, catch-no-catch no catch is at least a complicated thing, right? Like you can watch – a lot of us can watch a play, and 50% of us can be like, hey, I think that's a catch. 50% of us can be like, hey, I don't think that's a catch. This, to me, every single human being saw that this was a penalty that should have been called, and it was not – and to me, that's that's kind of the challenge. I mean, I think it's more difficult to define what a catch is than to say, hey, when every single human watching a game can tell that a penalty occurred and you don't have a system to allow that penalty to be, uh, to be applied accurately or, to be fair, when you totally whiff on a penalty like happened in the AFC Championship game with Tom Brady on the hit, to me, you should be able to have a challenge there, throw a flag, say, yeah, guys, he didn't touch him. And if you could do that one time a game, I think you hold it until it's a significant uh, time or until you know 100% that it didn't happen. Roberto, are you all in? Yeah, man. Uh, Goodell's a clown. He's a bozo. He didn't say anything of substance t- there yesterday. But I think the competition committee, that, that play was so controversial. I think that something's going to happen. They're going to do something about replay. What's wild to me is I guarantee you that he did a mock press conference many times before right so they they had a i guarantee you that he practices those uh, performances and that basically any question he can be asked he's gone over a ton of times before and that's his answer like i i i just i really think he does a poor job again of advocating on behalf of the fans and thinking in a proactive and intelligent fashion about the evolution of the game and what he needs to be in favor of. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are going to be joined now by Ron Jaworski, um, who is uh, a name I don't need to give out a lot. I appreciate you waiting there. We had the, the champ there, uh, Vander Holyfield, showed up a little bit early. So oh, sit down are with you him. kidding me? Hey, I'll, I'll wait to see the champ as well. It was great to see him again. And as, I, as he's coming off the stage, I spoke to him. It's been 19 years since I've seen him, the last Super Bowl here in Atlanta. And he looks like he could still knock some people out. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt at all about that. Um, well, I appreciate you coming with us here. Uh, you're here for uh, – for tell me who you're here with. Uh, DJO knee replacement. And when you're an old beat-up NFL quarterback of 17 years in the league, uh, you find out that uh, yourself and a lot of your uh, brethren – needs knee replacement so dj O'Need does a fantastic job of not only servicing professional athletes former professional athletes but uh, our population in general uh all right you have a uh an interesting decision everybody knows you association with the philadelphia eagles and uh, and all of that story you got the ring on right now that's not a, that's not a bad that's not a bad look at all no, bling bling is good Clay. yeah bling is always good how would you make a decision now if you were nick Foles? where do you think nick Foles should go assuming he buys his way out of that contract and 
are you 100% certain that Carson Wentz is the future of the franchise and it makes no sense to consider even contemplating Nick Foles as the future? Yes, uh, Carson Wentz is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a fantastic athlete. Uh, like any other professional athlete, there's always a question of health. Can he remain healthy? Um, he hasn't been able to do that, but the injuries he's, he has sustained, people say, okay, he'll, he eventually will be all right. Nick Foles has stepped in as a backup quarterback, been a Super Bowl MVP, done a phenomenal job. You can't keep both of them. In today's salary cap era, you can't pay both quarterbacks. And Nick Foles has earned and deserves the opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Where do you think he should go? Uh, If you were advising him, where's the best fit for Nick Foles? Where's the best coaching, best offensive talent around him? Where would you send him? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities. You know, people are going to look and say Washington because it doesn't look like Alex Smith will come back. People are going to look and say Jacksonville, Miami, places where there's, you know, coaching staff turnover, uh, unproven quarterbacks. Nick is a proven quarterback. You know what you're going to get. And you mentioned something I think is very important, the offensive line. Uh, you know, Nick is going to have to, he's going to have to look at the teams that are going to have interest in him and say, okay, here is the best offensive line. The one thing that I've learned about this league, and I'm a rockhead, uh, <laughs> but I've been around since 1973, 17 years of player, started my career with the LA Rams in 1973, played 17 years, broke the game down, uh, you know, with ESPN for a number of years, now working with the NFL Network, studying tape. You must have an offensive line in front of you. I've watched a lot of great quarterbacks get pummeled and not not ever recover from that. So if I'm advising Nick, I say, Nick, when you look at these teams, find out who's going to invest in the offensive line and who has a solid offensive line to start with. Who do you think uh, will win? And we break down this game. Obviously, last year, I know you were very excited to see the Eagles and Nick Foles find a way to get it done. Not a lot of people giving them a shot last year. I had them by eight, by the way. You did. They won by eight. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> I got uh, lucky. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the game going on, the Patriots, uh, do you buy into them being able to keep their momentum going that we've seen in the playoffs so far? Or do you think Sean McVay and Jared Goff and company might have something special for them? You know, it's a typical Bill Belichick Patriot team. And I've always said this about Bill. In September... He has a picture of what he wants his team to look like in December. Yes. You know, they're, they're going to struggle. He's going to tweak. He's going to make subtle changes. You know, he's going to find out what his new young players can do, what they can't do. And by the time December rolls around, Bill usually has a pretty good idea of what he has. And then he gets rolling in the playoffs. And they are playing their best football right now. Uh, it's going to be a real chore right now for even that Rams defense to sustain the way they played against Tom Brady. The offensive line, which I just mentioned, talk about Nick Foles, has been outstanding. I mean, Tom has not been literally touched in the playoffs. No sacks. I think he's been knocked down a couple times. The offensive line has been outstanding. But obviously, you know, Aaron Donald, Ndamukong Sue, Brockers, uh, Fowler, you're going to see a fierce pass rush this weekend. Ram Saints, the call that was not made. Roger Goodell addressed it yesterday. We're talking with Ron Jaworski. Do you believe there will be a long-term impact from that call being missed or do you think it'll just kind of fade into oblivion no i i think the commissioner is smart enough to understand that was a blown call um those two officials on that sideline blew the call. We all know it. I don't care if you're a Rams fan or a Rams player. You know that call was missed. And in games like that, you've got to have some way to correct errors like that. The technology we now have, we've got to be able to correct those things. 
officials are going to miss calls. That's a given. They are human. They're going to be out of position. They're not going to see how things really played out. But with technology we now have, there's got to be a way to at least take a quick look at that, buzz down and say, hey, we missed that one. Let's correct it now. Let the best team that deserves to go to the Super Bowl win the football game. And since you asked me about that, the other thing that concerns me too, and I know – you know, the, the, the replays are sponsored. We got Surface, and they bring the, you know, the computer out and the iPad or whatever they bring out there, and we waste five minutes. Yes. We, I mean, as a quarterback, <laughs> I'm, like, throwing stuff watching the game because I know how I was when I played. You got momentum. You got a drive going to say, oh, we challenge the play. We don't know, and they bring this Surface camera out. It takes three minutes to set them up, to put, head, put the headset on, and boom. All momentum is gone. It's gone. You've got nothing left. So now they wait five minutes. They say, okay, here's, here's the call. Why can't we, with the technology we now have, and the, all the smart people we have up in New York at, at, at Park Avenue in the office, they see that play, and all of a sudden, don't, you don't need to bring that, that surface computer on the field. Guys, you've got one minute. Give me a decision. Good, no good, whatever, and move the game along. Not only that, if you, arguably, if you can't tell in a minute, it's not 100%. Yeah. Right? It's, it, it's not indisputable that you can review it and be able to do it. Here's what I would say. I would just extend the coach's challenge to now include calls such as those, and you get one challenge in that situation, and if you want to do it, that's fine. But, you know, you only get one opportunity to throw a flag on something like that. And, just and, r- and, roll and, it in. And that's a good problem solver. At least yes. you have a chance. If there is a call like that, you know, you can challenge that call and say you want to replay. But, you know, they've always said, you know, we're, we're never going to have a challenge for pass interference. So right. it is a judgment call. And quite honestly, we've all seen a thousand million replays. I mean, there's pass interference on a lot of plays on both sides, offensively and defensively. And But the thing is, in a, in a game – where it's the last play, literally the last play of the game that determines the winner, that's when you should be able to have that challenge. We're talking to Ron Jaworski right now. Do you believe that, regardless of what happens, the legacy of Brady and Belichick doesn't really change at all? I mean, they're either 5-4, and 6-3 and three in the Super Bowl. Does it matter? They're, 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 they're cemented. I, I think uh, uh, Bill Belichick will go down as the greatest coach of all time, and I think Tom Brady will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. And you know what? Who's, there's not a whole lot you can argue about. They're, yeah. they're, 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 this... This run of supremacy is, is remarkable. You know, I, 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 I feel I'm pretty good at evaluating the game. I've been around the game for so long. I know how hard every team works, how coaches work, how front officers. I mean, the hours these guys put in to beat the Patriots and, and not be able to do it. When you look at Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets, and all these years they've had changing coaching staffs, front office, players, quarterbacks, you name it, and they still can't challenge the Patriots. I mean, it just goes to show you how brilliant they are do you think that brady will make it to 45 how many more if i gave you right now he's 41 if i gave you over under two does he play two more years or do you think he goes over two i i will knowing tom i will say over two i didn't think he would get to 40 yeah i mean i I retired at 39. I played, and seven. you could feel it. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. I, there were balls, that, you know. That I, 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 when I was 29, I'm, I'm, I'm slinging that in there. You know, I'm getting it in there. At 39, eh, I got to put a little arc on it to get it there. And all of a sudden, the safety's driving, or yes. linebackers knocking it down. So you lose. I, you know, I lost the fastball. Yeah, I've watched Tom. Yeah, I'm on the sideline. You watched the ball is still coming out. It's spinning. Do you I mean, see? I mean, like we we had uh, Nekel Roby, you know, like say, oh, you know what? I think I can see that he's gotten he's slowed down. Do you see it? I do, do not. I do. I do not see it. And, and I watch every Tom Brady pass this season. Yes, I watch every throw. Uh, 
there, there wasn't a throw where I could say, oh, boy, I, I think Tom's losing it. I mean, his mobility in the pocket is still there. Yes. The velocity. Now, I, I, there was a time in the season, I'm not, I'm not quite sure of the weeks, I thought he may have been a little bit dinged. A little, yeah. bit, a, little, a little bit hurt. He, it, you know how he just kind of looks a little bit off? Right. He wasn't razor sharp like you normally see Tom and progression being there and the, you know, the, the, the body position, the pocket. I thought there was a little run there a couple games where, where he wasn't right. And then I'm hearing some rumors down here that, yeah, he was banged up a little bit in a stretch of games this year and missed some practice time. So, you know, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Yeah. What do you think? So uh, I know you love watching quarterback play in general. The draft obviously will be in April, and the big story is going to be Kyler Murray. And I don't know how much time you've gotten to watch him play, but do you think he's a definite first-round pick? How would you break down his game? Um, I I will – preface this by saying I haven't studied his tape yet, which I will probably be getting in a couple weeks, Right, but I have watched a number of games on television. The guy is a remarkable athlete. Yes. I mean, just an unbelievable talent. But to me, now again, maybe I'm old school, and it's going back to you know my rookie year, 1973, it's very difficult for runaround quarterbacks to sustain a career in the NFL. Yeah. It's a prototypical. And you'd be concerned about that for Lamar Jackson as well, right? Oh, I'm, very, I'm very concerned about Lamar Jackson. We saw what you know, the San Diego Chargers did. They came up with a you know, very creative defense with you know, a four-man rush, seven defensive backs on the field, and created a lot of problems. They got pressure on them. And, and runaround quarterbacks have to learn to play the game from the pocket. Maybe Lamar will. I, I, I can't answer that. Uh, I'm not on that staff and see how he's working and paying the price to be great he's got he's got the god-given tools to be a great quarterback in this league but the next step is to learn how to play from the pocket and read coverage and get the ball out that's how you sustain excellent in the national football league and obviously you know murray has great athletic ability you know at his size i don't know you know it's eddie lebaron kind of size people go who the hell's eddie lebaron <laughs> i think he was like a five foot six quarterback back in the day with the dallas or Cowboys. doug flutie a lot or, of people remember doug, doug flutie you know good comparison that's yeah that's kind of the the optic everyone gets they remember doug flutie and now doug flutie is playing in a flag football game saturday uh, it's the sweat flag football game and i'll be there and i played with doug last year he dominated I, I'm, I'm going doug <laughs> still he's still coming around doug. yeah you could go back in the NFL right now. Maybe I'll sign you for the Philadelphia Soul of the Arena Football League. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get him in a uniform somewhere. Do you think, uh, last question for you, the AF, AAFL and the XFL are both expanding, kind of a minor league for the NFL. you think those leagues will be successful? Do you think there's enough demand and interest for football outside of, you know, basically they would be starting when the football season ends here? I think it's going to be difficult, Flay. You know, there's a lot of money. You know, obviously Vince McMahon and XFL, they've raised a lot of money. Bill Poling's a smart guy. You know, they've raised a lot of money to, to, to run their league. They'll be starting next week. But, but I've always – and hey, maybe I'll be wrong. The NFL owns – outdoor football yeah you know like the arena league's been around 32 years i'm aware of what that does and we in the arena league don't compete with the nfl i think that people say they're going to be in the outdoor game you in effect are competing with the nfl and it's very hard to do that but in regards to players there are a lot of players out there in not fact, quite good enough for the nfl but that would be pretty, that pretty high yeah, level yeah, of talent. In, in fact Two of my Philadelphia Soul players have made it, and they will play next week with the Atlanta team. So there are a lot of players out there. We hold tryout camps for the Arena Football League on a regular basis. 200 people show up right. every weekend, yeah. living the dream. I mean, it's amazing the talent that is out there. So from that perspective, I think it's really good because not only for players, 
You're developing coaches, athletic trainers, general managers, front office people. You're developing more people in the business of football. And I was so sad when NFL Europe closed its doors yes. years ago because I thought it was a phenomenal, phenomenal for the game of football and growing the game. Outstanding stuff, Ron Jaworski. We could talk to you for a long time. I think Let's we do it again. La- I'd love to. <laughs> I need to get your contact. That was fantastic. Thanks, Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We are here in the Geico Outkick studios, joined now by Thurman Thomas, a guy who's played in a few Super Bowls over the year. We were just having a conversation. You're a big <laughs> hockey guy. You like to watch the Sabres. I love to watch the Sabres. You still live in Buffalo. Still live in Buffalo. And I tell people all the time, you know what? Everybody say, oh, the NFC and the AFC championship games, those are the best of all sports. I said, no. Give me a, a, a game of hockey, four, best four out of seven. Yeah. Series. Hockey playoffs, unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. It's the time that I actually look forward to it that more than I do the NFL playoffs. Have you ever been on skates? In your life? Yes, once. How'd it go? Not very good. <laughs> yeah. Not very good. Yeah, so now when we get back to Buffalo, I'm saying, you know what? I want to do this. I want to learn. So I'm going to go out. We call it, have a place called the Harbor Center. Yeah. Where we go out, big skating rink, and they got the, the walkers that you can walk yes. while you got the skate. I said, oh, yeah. you know what? So you don't hit the ice. That's I don't important. care yeah. if I'm Thurman Thomas. I'm going to learn how to do this, and I'm going to take my time doing it, and I'm going to do the walker. Your kids ever play hockey? No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's funny, my kids, I would have never believed it growing up in Nashville, but the Predators have become so popular. Yep. My kids were interested in learning how to skate, you know, so I got I didn't know how to put pads on. Right. You know, I'd never done it in my life, so yeah, we got this, all the pads and everything else. Uh, we're talking to Thurman Thomas. Tell me who you're here with right off the top for so we get it uh, take care of. Uh, the Wounded War Amputee football team. Uh, you know, they had a game la- here last night, a uh, flag football game, and just to see those guys was just amazing. And I'm here to help r- raise awareness for the need to provide service dogs for the a lot of veterans that come back over from Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, so uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a great partnership with them. Uh, working with Sierra Delta, you know, they provide uh, the service dogs for our veterans that come back over here. So, uh, uh, so this has been a great organization, and uh, happy to be a part of. Well, it. that's fantastic. I'm uh, incredible work that they do, and I'm glad you're here uh, supporting them and representing them. When uh, I, we're about to be joined, I think here shortly potentially by Saquon Barkley, who has uh, got a nice little Rookie of the Year trophy. But yeah. I'm curious with you, uh, when was the last time that you watched one of the Super Bowls that you were in, or part of one of the Super Bowls that you were in? Uh, when we did the Four Falls of Buffalo, yeah, uh, the little documentary yes. on, for ESPN. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. That was the last time that I've actually sat down with a former teammate and watched the Super Bowl, an actual game. You know, so yeah, I don't, I don't. I know the ending to all four of them, so I don't watch it very often. <laughs> uh, when's the last time you saw Scott Norwood? Uh, a year ago. Yeah. Comes down to Jim Kelly's tournament every year. Every now. year. Yeah, yeah. He's We had to kind of bring him out a little bit, but uh, he's been down there for the past five or six years. It's a good way to finish off Thursday's show here. We got Saquon Barkley sliding in next to you. Saquon, do you remember watching Thurman Thomas at all? Have you seen this guy on YouTube at least? Uh, yes, I got to see his <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I think if we got his mic uh, turned up, I th- his mic's not on. We got to pop it. Are we good? 
Maybe I should say it again. Now, you're gotta get, yeah, now you can say it again. I said, uh, yeah. if you've gotten to watch uh, Thurman Thomas play before, this is awesome. we got Saquon Barkley, Thurman Thomas on to finish the show. What have you seen from this guy? Yeah, um, I got to watch uh, highlight tapes on YouTube and uh, watch his football life. Um, my dad was a big fan of him um, uh, uh, back in the day. Um, and like I was saying, man, he's one of the greats. And uh, it's an honor, it's a privilege to you know, even be sitting here and um, having a conversation about him. And, uh, you know, just it's a crazy year for me. And to be able to meet you right now, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's an honor, really. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, you've got a nice little hardware here that you're carrying around, <laughs> the Pepsi uh, Rookie of the Year. I'm sure it was a goal of yours to come in and have a performance like you did, but you know, Thurman, how hard it is to come in as a rookie and be as dominant as Saquon. What do you think about his game when you watch it? Absolutely love it. You know, being up in Buffalo and being up in the New York uh, market, you know, I have an opportunity to see him play every single weekend. And, uh, you know, I mean, he led the NFL in yards from scrimmage this year yeah. as a rookie, you know. And, uh, and that was something that I, I took a lot of pride in. So having him run the football and catch the football, I mean, that's – that's what you want in a running back. It's coming from my day, you know, that's what you want in a running back. And uh, he's been tremendous, man. And, and even though it has not been the season that he wanted, he still produced. And, and I think if you can have that to- total uh, athletic ability and, and being able to go out there and make plays, perfect fit for the New York Giants. What, what would you think I can do better um, from going from my rookie year? Um, into my, my second year, uh, what can I prove most? Well, I, I think when, when I watch you, there's not a lot to improve, you know, really. I mean, you do everything very great. You know, I think one of the things that I always talk about being a running back, you know, you can obviously run the football, you can catch the football, but one of the things that I always say when I look at the guy, you know, can you do blitz pickup? That's one of the key factors. If you're going to be a first, second, and third down back, you're going to see a lot of blitzes. And uh, I haven't seen a lot of – I wa- usually watch most of the highlights, and those are all good. I never get to see the entire game. Uh, but uh, if you can do that, pick up the blitz and, and don't have to have that quarterback or the offensive line worry about, you know, that guy that's blitzing, awesome job. Saquon. Coming straight from uh, from college, going into the NFL and having the success that you have, was it a bigger jump to you going high school to Penn State or Penn State to the NFL? Which was a more challenging adjustment? Um, Penn State to NFL. Um, definitely I would say Penn State to NFL because, you know, just – how talented these guys are um you know sometimes you go from high school to college and uh you, you might right from the jump be one of the best players on the team and it's crazy to sound uh, to say but in some situations it, 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 that's how it is um but in nfl you've got to figure it all out um you know obviously i know people say the speed's a lot different me personally i don't believe in that statement um because in, if you run a 4-3 you run a 4-3 if you run a 4-6 you run a 4-6 but it's what you do in between the lines and with your preparation your film study that makes you play at a much faster uh, at a faster level and that's what you got to do now you have more time to watch film uh more time to break down film and study your opponents to put you in the best position possible so you can make plays it's kind of like playing chess and um you know so i would say definitely the challenges was uh it was definitely more challenging to go from college to penn state um, especially with the process that you have in between such a long process to you actually get back on the field um, with all the meetings and talking to coaches and uh running 40 times and uh and doing interviews um definitely say that plays in part of it too but but, uh, I mean, it was fun. It was fun year. Does Eli Manning feel like you have a PhD in football because he's seen 
so many snaps at the quarterback <laughs> position. I mean, there's literally nothing he hasn't seen. You play with the guy, Jim Kelly, yeah. who also had basically seen everything. Yeah. What's it like to have somebody you can trust like that? But when you're a rookie stepping in, that has to be a wild experience to go there with a 37-year-old guy who's yeah. been in the league a long time. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I'm over there. I'm back there and starting the season. I'm looking, trying to find uh, what's going on, trying to read the safeties. Um, he's like, this guy's coming. Go right there. Go right there. And I'm just like, yes, I got you. Yeah. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. And I'm over there thinking, like, how am I going to set up the block and make sure he gets some time? Um, he, he, you know, I, I don't think so far um, this year, I don't know. I could be wrong, um, but I don't think he missed – a blitz. Um, he, he knew I, every time. That's what I've heard I from think, people on his yeah. offensive line, that he knows yes, exactly what's going to happen. I think he put us in a position, and we, as a running back myself for the offensive line, uh, might have messed it up for him. Um, but he always puts us in the right position. I, I, honestly, I could be wrong with the statement, but um, from watching him from what I can remember, I don't think he missed a blitz this year, man. He's, he's special. Uh, he's special. Your offense was special, Thurman, with Jim Kelly. You guys did things that weren't being done by other teams at the time. How advanced do you think your schemes and concepts were compared to a lot of the other rest of the NFL teams? Um, you know, we, we caught a lot of teams off guard. Yeah. When we first started running the K-Gun, no huddle, three wide receivers, one running back. You know, we caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, and really, we kind of surprised ourselves how good we were running the no huddle and with the three wide. Because we didn't, like I said, in my offense, we maybe had, what, anywhere from five to seven running plays that we ran. Yes. And we probably only used three or four of them. You know, so we kind of kept the basic offense. You know, whatever you lined up in, we're going to run it no matter what. I mean, that's just kind of how we win at things. And uh, and to open it up with the passing game, I mean, you're seeing that right now. I think the closest team today is probably the Los Angeles Rams because they run a lot of three wide out, one running back uh, type formation, the K-Gun. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah we were kind of before our times. Yeah. But, you know, we, we definitely as former players, we see some of the type of plays that other teams run and be like, oh, we ran that before. Yeah. yeah. Saquon, when you step into that locker room, Eli Manning's famous, right? Everybody knows him. Odell Beckham Jr. is famous. Did it feel the first time you walked in there a little bit surreal, like I can't believe that I'm now on the same level as these guys, or did you almost immediately just step in and feel like you'd been there a while? Um, yeah, surreal. I'll say surreal. You know, you yeah. just take everything in. Um, and it, it wasn't even just a, coming as a fan perspective. Um, obviously, I was a fan of all of all of people's game. It was just like taking a deep breath like you hear. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's everything you talked about when you were a kid with your family and your parents and uh, all the advice that they gave you and all the hard work that you put in. Uh, you hear. Um, you, you finally made it. But then you have to step back out of that and be like, so now you're here. Now what? You, you got to do something with it now. So um, just try to take the approach of asking a lot of questions and learning from those guys and um, just so I can try to be as successful as I can be and have an impact on the team um, so I can help the team win games. We're talking to I mean, Saquon Barkley and Thurman this is, this is This is unique here because a lot of guys that come in – I mean, the guy went to Penn State. I mean, yes. he was All-American at Penn State. And then all of a sudden step into the NFL and step into the market of New York. Yes. With Eli. A lot of media. With a lot, a lot of, of media with Odell. And he has handled himself tremendously. I mean, I, I've watched him over the past couple of years in college and, and his first year with the New York. The, the interviews, the fun playing the game, the love of the game. But You're a fan. Does, I, oh, a huge fan. Huge fan. And, and that's and, uh, pretty cool for you to hear, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, much, it's, uh, you know, and I know he, he got this. But, you know, he's striving the to, rookie of the year. to get, it's got more to get to come. the next one. You know, he got more to come. More to come. Outstanding stuff. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Quickly, more sore. How much sore are you after an NFL game than a college game? Um, I would say that 
definitely sore in the NFL. De- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just, just the hits. The hits are a little bit harder. The bigger um, yeah. grown men. So I would say definitely. Thurman not. Thomas, Saquon Barkley. This is Outkick from the Super Bowl. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 